Welcome in to Locked on Titans. This is Terry Lambert running solo tonight. Jimmy had something pop up, so I'll be handling things tonight. Uh, Going to wrap up this win against the Colts that put the Titans to 7-4. and four. Uh, The Jaguars lost to the Cardinals, uh, bringing them into a tie with the Titans atop the AFC South. Titans, of course, have the tiebreaker as of right now. So first place in the AFC South, uh, five games to go. Uh, Hard to ask for much more than that. So uh, first things first, Mike Malarkey uh, updated the injury report. Uh, the big name here is Rashard Matthews, who missed the game uh, with, with a hamstring issue. Uh, Malarkey said that he was day-to-day going forward. Uh, and, and really, this this popped up last week uh, over in a practice. So, uh, you know, we don't know a ton about it uh, as far as the severity goes. But as we've seen with hamstrings, you know, they, they, can, they can linger around. So... Uh, that's going to be something that we follow on the site. Uh, so, so check back with us on, on musiccitymiracles.com for constant updates on that. Uh, and, you know, I, the, the Titans passing game wasn't great on Sunday, uh, and, and they probably missed him more than we know. Um, it, it was just a, that's one of two guys that really have a consistent connection with Marcus Mariota. Uh, so I, I think we can give – you know, we can kind of give Mariota a pass for for another clunker of a game. Uh, so you hope that that Matthews can come back healthy uh, and, and you know in a really good spot next week against a Houston team that's really struggling to defend the pass at all. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Denoris Cersei uh, suffered an ankle issue in the win over the Colts. He's also considered day to day. So that's the other thing that we're watching. Outside of that. Everybody's healthy, and it's really strange um, to to be what is it week twelve now, uh, and really no significant injuries. Uh, so the Titans are one of the healthiest teams in the league, uh, you know, knock on wood. But it's it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, so we got plenty more from Mike Malarkey in his press conference today. Uh, first thing he said was about Demarco Murray. He he basically said Demarco Murray was was one hundred percent. Um, and that the the hamstring and all his little nicks and bruises weren't really hurting his game. And, you know, if that's true to me, you've got to think that DeMarco Murray is kind of getting towards the end of his career. Uh, You know, you just look and you see these holes. uh, You you don't see a big burst there anymore. Uh, It's a stark contrast from what we saw last year with him. Uh, he's just kind of lacking that that dynamic running ability that we saw some of last year. Uh, and, and, you know, Derrick Henry looked like the better back again uh, on, on Sunday. And, and like we said last night, I think we've said this before with Derrick Henry. We just haven't seen the consistency. You know, we haven't really seen him come out and take this job and grab it by the horns. Uh, I, I think if he could go do that, I think the staff would really ride with him and, and, and give him the majority of the touches. So, uh, speaking of touches, the snap count was almost dead even between the two, 32 snaps to 31. Uh, so you're seeing a split backfield right now. So, And like I said last night, there, there's a little certain little things that DeMarco Murray can do that they don't necessarily trust Derrick Henry to do, and maybe that comes in time. But really – 
the Titans have to go go into this offseason with the expectations of, of adding another running back, potentially to replace De- DeMarco Murray. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with, with that. Um, Malarkey kind of uh, threw his offensive line under the bus a little bit, saying that, that they weren't getting a push, and it's kind of unfair to judge what we're seeing on the field from the running backs. And I get that. And, and look, that matches up with everything we've said all year. This offensive line cannot get a consistent push, and nobody can really put a finger on it. Um, It's interesting to me that they had Fowler down. He was inactive, uh, so they rolled without a fullback. You saw Supernaw take some snaps out of of that fullback spot. You saw DeMarco Murray take some snaps out of that fullback spot. So I think that was – I think they're searching a little bit there. Um, Clearly, something worked at the end of that game against the Colts with, with Derrick Henry. Uh, why you can't see that out of with a full game out of Derrick Henry, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe this offensive line finally wore the Colts down. Uh, that's probably the, the most likely scenario. But, uh, yeah, you'd like to see, you, you know, the Titans wearing people down. That's what they're built to do. Uh, they're built to win fourth quarters on the ground. So, um uh, that's definitely encouraging to see uh, in, in the fourth quarter, but at the same time, you've got to see it a little sooner. Uh, so so that's what I'm really looking for as the Titans try to take on Houston this next week. So uh, we'll take a short break, and we'll be back with some talk about Marcus Mariota. All right, we are back. Uh, Mike Malarkey had his press conference today. He talked about Marcus Mariota, and he, he kind of praised him a little bit, which was odd um, considering, you know, everybody pretty much said he, he had a clunker of a game, and that's fair. You know, you look at the stats, and there was nothing special. Uh, the offense kind of sputtered along all day. But he said he praised his decision-making, and if – you know, there's been one thing that that we've kind of called into question to, after the last couple of weeks. It's been his decision making. Uh, four picks in Pittsburgh, uh, just some some miscommunications, sure, but also some terrible decisions. So, uh, and, and that's really something that we didn't see out of him last year. And, and that's a spot where he's kind of regressed. And I've said all along that you could probably trace that back to a lack of a run game and him having to press and, and, and some new receivers along the way. So uh, I thought it was interesting that somebody brought up the fact that Mariota was injured and somebody asked if, if that could be, you know, hindering him mentally or in any sort of way. And Jimmy kind of touched on that last night. Uh, kind of speculated a little bit about him not really trusting uh, himself in the pocket and him kind of being skittish a little bit under pressure. Uh, but but Malarkey shot all that down, and, and he basically said, no, that that's not a factor. He's 100%. He's fine mentally. So, uh, you know, if that's not a factor, I, I obviously question that. Then, then what is wrong? What what has changed from, from this year, from last year to this year? It, it's very odd. And, and, you know, with the offensive line, too, it, it just seems like it's dropped off of a cliff. Uh, so lots of questions for me. Maybe it's it's just a year of, of having Terry Rubisky's tape. Uh, maybe that's it. Uh, but but man, I, I 
like I said last night, the Titans have five games to figure this out before the playoffs start. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if they can kind of, you know, use these these three games as a tune-up to really get going for that Rams game and that Jaguars game. One area that Mike Malarkey was not happy with was Corey Davis, uh, specifically with his blocking. Uh, and that that's surprising to me because I watched every game he played at, at Western Michigan, and the guy would take you into the grandstands. He's an aggressive, hard-nosed blocker. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to, to hear Malarkey kind of scald him, uh, and, and really we haven't heard too much negative things about Corey Davis. But, yeah, he, he, he kind of took Corey Davis out back with the media. Uh, he said he's got to learn to block better on screens. He knows this. Uh, he, he said that the Titans would have had a couple big plays had he just blocked his man in front of him on the outside. Uh, he, he basically told Corey Davis that he doesn't know what he's done in the past, but he's here now and he's going to have to block. So it's really interesting to me to 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 really hear Mike Malarkey get after his fifth overall pick, uh, especially since you know he, he's kind of had had Corey Davis back, and it's been it's been just glowing reviews to this point. Uh, so if you're looking for a spot where Corey Davis can get better, it's it's clearly blocking to Mike Malarkey. Uh, on the flip side, you know he, he had four targets and he caught all four of them. He had that spectacular catch over the middle. Uh, in the second half against the Colts. Uh, so, again, you're seeing the flashes out of Davis. I really think it, it's a chemistry issue with him and Mariota. It's going to come with time. And, you know, we we probably had some unrealistic expectations for Davis, uh, especially considering all the mouths to feed in this offense. There, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of weapons around Davis, uh, so it's not like he's going to get peppered with targets. Um, so, you know... It, the panic on him after the Pittsburgh game was kind of ridiculous, but I think you're seeing more and more flashes. Uh, you're you're not going to see big numbers right now. Uh, you're not seeing big numbers out of out of Mariota, so you're not going to see it out of Corey Davis. So, uh, you know, as long as he's still building and kind of figuring out the playbook, that's all you can really ask right now. So, uh, we'll see how he he kind of handles a, a struggling secondary in in Houston. Uh, you know, a, a team that you can beat through the air in Arizona. Uh, so there's some favorable matchups going forward. Uh, but again, it, everything's building to this Rams and Jaguars finale. Uh, so it, Corey Davis is a big part of that. So you want him to be right by that game for sure. All right, when we come back, we will wrap things up with a quick look at the Houston Texans. All right, we are back. Uh, quick note on this Titans-Texans game. We're recording this before the Texans play the Ravens on Monday Night Football, so don't hold me accountable to anything I say in regards to injuries or anything like that. Uh, we've got a quick – we've got a line on this game. It open, it's pretty big. Titans minus seven. So the Titans are a touchdown favorite at home against Houston. Um that's that's a little surprising, I guess, considering that the Titans are playing all these close games against not so great teams. But they do get a bump uh, playing at home. So uh, Titans by a touchdown per 
uh, my bookie. So the Texans are coming to town. Not the same Texans team that you saw by any stretch of the imagination a few weeks ago in Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson obviously out for the season. Uh, the Texans will be starting Tom Savage. Uh, it, they're just they're they're another bad football team. So it kind of matches up with the what we've seen over the past few weeks. Steelers game aside, uh, this is a team that that Tennessee should dominate up front. Texans offensive line is not anything special. They should be able to get after Savage. They should be able to stop Lamar Miller in this run game. Uh, again, I think this is a get right spot for this passing game. Uh, you've seen Houston give up huge games to quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you think about what Watson, what Russell Wilson did up there uh, when Houston took a trip to to Seattle, uh, and it's just happened time and time and time again. Uh, so you've got two corners over here, Kevin Johnson, and you've got Kareem Jackson that are not having good years per PFF. Uh, those are two spots that the Titans can kind of kind of win right there. So. Uh, maybe this is a spot for Corey Davis to kind of break out and, and put up some big numbers. Uh, maybe this is a spot where Marcus Mariota can can attack downfield. Uh, you know, this is just—it's a game that the Titans should handle, uh, and you want to see him put together a clean game. It's like we've been saying all along; they just keep finding ways to make things interesting, uh, and. You know that that Cincinnati game it really stands out as some some blown opportunities. That that's probably a game that the Titans should have won by 17 points going away. Uh, so maybe they can do that against Houston. Uh, just you know you know keep winning. Yeah, eight and eight and four. That's pretty much locking yourself into a playoff spot. You know I don't want to talk too soon uh, because things can change rapidly in, in the NFL. But with the state of the AFC right now. If you win this game and move to eight and four, you got to feel really good about your playoff chances. Whether or not the Titans can go anywhere in these playoffs, or diff- that's a different story. Uh, but the fact that they're going to be there is certainly a step. Uh, it, there's problems there, and and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But you know, it's still a step in the right direction. So, as as I've said, there's three get right games here for the Titans. They should they should figure it out, man. I I feel like I've said this all year, um, but you know they just they keep plugging along and and making the same mistakes, and we don't see any improvement week to week. So maybe just maybe this Houston game is where it starts. So uh, check out musiccitymusiccitymiracles.com dot com all week. Uh, we'll have continuing coverage of this Texans game. Uh, Jimmy will be back tomorrow night. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at T Lambert FB. He is J Morris MCM. Uh, we'll get with you tomorrow night and look for the pod on Wednesday morning on the site.